I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now, to the fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. You Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. Good <laughs> oh, Lord. Jarvis Landry has a three-inch penis, confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a. He just me over in fantasy. Him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? What's happening? Welcome. To the fabulous big bet it is your host it is memphis you can find me on twitter at d w z memphis and he's back at it again he's help, he's here to help me break down week eight you know him as the good doctor he is dr kyle you can find him on twitter at d w z underscore dr pt dr kyle man what is going on in nyc this evening memphis would you please address me as what my current stream yard name is just for tonight, come on. You, you know, fine. Uh, this is a loner nickname, and this is gimmick infringement, and it feels dirty, but he is the man of the hour and the loner man with the power. He is Dr. Kyle Bowser. Dr. Kyle, yeah. Um, so a shout-out to our boy, Maddie, who does all of our graphics. You know, I'm sitting here looking through all the custom overlays he's built for us on uh, our our streaming service. Um, I'm like, oh, oh, here, here's one for me and Maddie, and here's another one for me and Maddie, and a third one for me and Maddie, and just one for me and Jerry, and here's one for Maddie and Kyle, 
and another one for Maddie to Kyle and just one for Maddie and then one for Maddie solo. There's none, there's none for me and you, bud, but Hey, you're on a loner. You're borrowing, you're borrowing Jerry's man of the hour, man with the power. Um, but remember as Spider-Man and his uncle Ben taught us with great power comes great, great responsibility. So man, I'm fired up. We had a great week last week of bets and DFS, uh, I, I learned a very valuable lesson about DFS that I'm looking forward to share. But how was your overall week last week, man? I, I, I felt pretty good. Oh, it was great. It was dollar signs across the board. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it at some point in depth. But last week, even even just like looking at the numbers last week was, I think, the first week where I really felt dialed into what Vegas was throwing at us. Uh, you know, the first the first few weeks, especially with this weird offseason, not getting to watch anybody until week one really felt like, uh, okay, we, we've got something to navigate here. And I think the the pieces started to fall into place last week. And, you know, now we've got a number of repetitions on our belt. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it, it paid dividends. Uh, for sure. So one thing that like I can share, so at my at my place of work, I'm a production. I'm a production manager for a large production facility, and one of our group leads, his name is Gary. He runs a pool the same way you would run a, a, a like a NCAA bracket pool. Every week, he picks out, he prints out a a checklist. It's got little check boxes. It's got every game. Everybody ponies up ten bucks. And this week, I I, I claimed the money. I only missed one game all week, and, it, and you're just picking it straight up against the spread. And then I'm doing this contest on DraftKings where every week you have to pick five games against the spread. This past week, I went five for five. Now, I, I can't guarantee you that I'm going to pick, uh, I think last week it was 13 out of 14 games straight up, and I can't guarantee I'm going to go five and five against the number. But I'm telling you, as I get more and more information about these, I feel more and more confident about what's going on. We're going to jump into some betting in just a, just a quick minute, but I want to cover some things uh, going forward. So I'm going to shorten the intro as it relates to promoting the show. And the reason why is the show, everything is going to podcast and everything on the podcast is going to YouTube. So right now on our YouTube channel, you will get Mondays, you'll get uh, dynasty table talk with Maddie. He's our graphics guy and one of our dynasty content providers on Tuesday, you get Dr. Kyle and Maddie and they're breaking it down. And man, you guys don't tell Jerry, cause you're already, it's like, it's like, you're already like, you know, Wearing his clothes, you've got his man of the hour, man with a power graphic up here. Don't tell him, but I really, really, really enjoy the Tuesday injury show with you and uh, Maddie. You guys do an absolutely great job. Your expertise as a, a doctor of, of physical therapy, it's awesome, man. So just kudos to you on that. Appreciate that, Memphis. All I need is Jerry's sultry voice and maybe a microphone and a backwards hat and He's replaced. Sorry, you're, Jerry. You're, you're, that's all it's going to take. You're, you're, you're getting there. It's it's like uh, it's like the like the one spouse that can see the other spouse making a move on <laughs> on them. And, and then uh, Wednesday, we've been doing the Dynasty War Zone for. We've not missed a Wednesday. I think it's 116 Wednesdays in a row. You and I are doing the fabulous big bet on Thursday. And then for like the redraft player, the players that are looking for um, that flex option going into the weekend. Uh, our boy Maddie's going to drop a quick hitter on Fridays. I I've dubbed it the Flex Cast with uh, Funkmaster Flex or or something to that effect. And then on Saturday, this one will not be on YouTube. No, everything will be a podcast. Everything will be on YouTube except except for two shows. 
on Tuesday, our Dynasty Masterclass will be Patreon only. Um, I'm starting to incorporate more of the Patreons in that with me. And most of that is Dynasty Fantasy Football based, but a lot of times it's life based and it's just a really great group of people. And this thing's growing out of control. So that's Tuesday nights. That's when that pod drops. It's for patrons only. And then on Saturday, the reason why Saturday is because I am going to be doing the the people's prop show. So I love prop bets. We're going to talk about some prop bets here in a minute. Maddie and I kind of did an impromptu version of this last Saturday. We kind of mixed the flex show and the prop show together. He gave three possible flex options. I gave a couple of prop bets. Now, not all of these shows are going to be hour, hour and 15 or super long podcast. You know, the injury report can range from hopefully 15 minutes, and I've seen it go as long as like 45. These are designed for, you know, easy consumption on Tuesday before you have to put in that waiver wire bid to make sure who who you want to pick up, how long you think the injuries are going to be. Because what I've learned, I've learned a very valuable lesson from our reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. Not everybody consumes all of our content via YouTube. Not all of our consumers consume our content via podcast. So why not put everything everywhere for every type of consumer? So with the exception of the patron show and the propcast, everything will be on YouTube and then everything else will be on the podcast feed except for the patron. So um, no more of me telling you about the Debbie show. I'm going to pin a tweet. That's going to have a full menu of our shows, who's hosting, what days of the week, where you can find it. Um, That's why they call it a menu. You go to a restaurant, they tell you what it is, how much it costs, what's on it, um, all of those fun things. And I won't have to bore you anymore because I take the five-star reviews from uh, the Apple, YouTube, wherever we get them, take them very seriously. And one of the the criticisms has been, You guys spend an awful lot of time covering what's coming up. I'm just here for the dynasty content, or I'm just here for the gambling content, or I'm just here for the injury content. Cool. Cool beans. No more of that going forward. Um, You'll know the rotation. And I said this the other day. I subscribe to Colin Cowherd's podcast network. I have for years. Um, I know he's a little bit silly. He's a little bit, you know, out there sometimes. And he now has a lot of different shows on his podcast feed. One that I've turned everybody onto and everybody who's ever listened to this show has absolutely sent me a DM and thanked me for this. It's the three and out podcast with John Middlecoff. John Middlecoff was a West Coast scout for the Philadelphia Eagles. He has direct ties to Matt Nagy, uh, Sean McDermott, Andy Reid. He's had all these guys on his podcast. He's got a very educated opinion. And it's a different opinion than our fellow dynasty and fantasy analysts. So it's a great podcast. But back to the 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 herd network of pods, you know, he's got the basketball one with Doug Gottlieb. I don't like basketball, so I swipe left and delete it right out of my podcast player. He has the Dallas Cowboys podcast. I swipe left. I just blow it right out of my thing. But I subscribe because I don't want to miss the three and out podcast. I subscribe because I want his daily podcast because. I can consume it in the way that I want to, and that's what we're going to do. So give all of the new shows a try. You'll like some more than others. That's just the way life works. And subscribe and enjoy some of the best fantasy, dynasty, and gambling DFS content in the space. So all that being said, Dr. Kyle, I am very, uh, very happy to have you on board the team. Uh, This thing has been my baby for two and a half years. I have, you know, kept the... 
kept this close to the chest, but I am very excited to have you and Maddie join the team as content providers and uh, allowing you guys to take more of the reins. Ah, honored Memphis. They, uh, I still remember the, the phone call that, hey, you want in? Let's do this. And here we are months later. Who knew this was going to go as quickly as it is? We're almost midway through the season, more than midway through the fantasy season, and we're just getting rolling. And a lot of this, we could have waited until the off season, or we could have planned this out better. I, I think there's no better time to get started than to just get started. Let's get rolling. Why, why wait? So we're going to post the regular season content menu up today or tonight, uh, as this were as we were recording on Wednesday, man. But I'm here to gamble. I don't know about you. It says it right in the show open. I want to gamble. What about you, Doc? You want to gamble? Uh, what do they say? Something about. Uh... Money won or something is like twice as good as money that's earned. The, I, where have I heard that off. before? That's the sign off. It's the classic from Fast Eddie Felson. Played so well in both The Hustler and in The Color of Money. If you have Amazon Prime, The Color of Money is on Amazon Prime this month. I highly recommend it. Paul Newman won an Academy Award for his role in this movie. It is fantastic. Again, it is called The Color of Money. It has Paul Newman and Tom Cruise in it. It is fantastic. But one of the things that he says in that movie that has resonated with me for just about my entire life is that money won is twice as sweet as money earned. And when you win that money, what you can do is you can go directly over to Viridian Global. They are the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone, as well as the Dynasty Happy Hour, the Goat District, and so many more excellent podcasts. They also have player-specific t-shirts. It's a great one-stop shop for People who like unique and funky fresh teas. And in the month of excuse me, the month of November, October's wrapping up. But in November, I can tell you that the Dynasty Happy Hour and the Dynasty War Zone have exclusive salute to service inspired t-shirts where all of our portion of the profits, and from what I understand, the gentlemen at Viridian Global are doing the same. So basically, if you buy a shirt, whatever the the gross profit is for them and us. We're going to donate donate that to a veterans charity, but we're only making limited batches of the Dynasty War Zone. I believe that's the same for the Viridian Global shirt as well as the Dynasty Happy Hour shirt. Get over there and check them out. It was a Dynasty War Zone original idea that we stole from the NFL, and we will have those shirts up for the month of November or until they're gone. So head over to Viridian Global. That's V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, Viridian Global. Dot com and check them out. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think the Dynasty Happy Hour one's my favorite. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I think Maddie, who did the graphics on just about all of these, knocked it out of the park. But Dr. Kyle, let's talk gambling. Let's talk wagering. Man, tell me about your big bet and how your overall week of uh, wagers went. So actually, my big bet was probably my biggest disappointment. Uh, again, to reiterate, I had Saints Panthers over 51. Do you remember the score of that game? Uh, I believe it was 27-24 in favor of the Saints. Yes, and 27 plus 24, as we know, is exactly 51. So it was a push. Uh, the the storyline that I had, the narrative that I came up with was great. The Panthers uh, came roaring back in the second half, and they, they were even marching down the field for a tying field goal and Teddy Bridgewater took a sack on third down in field goal range. And then I believe Joey Sly put it off the crossbar 
crossbar or very close to it uh, from 65 yards. And, uh, you know, a, a push doesn't hurt. Like, you know, nobody likes to tie, but it's money's on the line. So it's better than losing money. Uh, but as far as the process goes, it felt right. It felt like it, you know, Vegas is honest. Like they, they know what they're doing. Um, so that was, you know, that was my, my, my big bet. It's not a loss. Um, but, uh, outside of that, I felt pretty good. I was on, you know, I, I talked about liking the Steelers getting points at Tennessee. So I was on that. And then I also, I dabbled in teasers this week, Memphis. So I also teased, uh, I liked the over in that game. So I teased the Steelers to seven and maybe even seven and a half because they got to one and a half at one point. And I teased the over down six points. So that hit. I was on the Chargers Jags over 49. I tweeted at you at that one. I think we were in either the, the late second quarter or early third quarter when we were feeling pretty good about that. Um, and then I, I I texted you a picture. So folks, if you're getting on my bookie, keep an eye on my bookie's odds about 10 to 15 minutes before kickoff at least. So it happened at the one o'clock slate on Sunday. I saw an offer to get, you could get the Jets plus 20, I believe. Um, and that was still like, minus 110. So you were getting a, a typical payout to cover, but you were getting double the odds. And something similar happened with the Rams Bears on Monday night. I didn't want to touch that. Uh, but I, you know, I took the Jets plus 20 and, you know, the bills were coming off of consecutive weeks only on six days rest. And, uh, you know, on top of that, I, um, let's see, I, you know, I had Arizona getting three and a half. I'll, I'll get to my my what I learned this week at some point in that game because I also you know tried to get too too sneaky with that or too cute with that and then I I think you were talking about or it might have been your big bet um, Panthers getting seven and a half against the Saints so that was also one of my teasers where I took the Panthers at uh, getting thirteen and a half and then I teased the over down to forty five no so that's a that's a quick summary of my week last week but it was my 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 best week by far so far um how was yours mine wasn't too bad so yeah you liked my big bet i let you go first that was my uh, my downfall last week i also that was my big bet was jacksonville at the the chargers over i think it was 49 or 49 and a half if i if i do recall and yeah you're right i think they had like 30 it's like 32 or 36 points at halftime and they came right out to like an immediate score and i think we got there before the the fourth quarter even started thanks in part to my main man from a dynasty and fantasy standpoint, uh, Justin Herbert and his sidekick, James Robinson. I love, I love those young men. They're like family uh, at, at this point, but no, I, I, I hit that one. That was my big bet. That puts my big bets on the season at five and two. And if it wasn't for the damn jets, it should be six and one. The, the one that I took the, the, the loss of the, uh, uh, the under in the Atlanta Minnesota game it still stings a little bit but that's my own fault that was a lesson I learned last week but yeah that was my big bet I had Jacksonville and the Chargers over 49 and a half yeah I got on that Carolina New Orleans one early that was one where I went back and did some research and outside of the bogus uh, late touchdown run by Leonard Fournette Carolina really hasn't lost a game by more than seven points all year I got that number early I got it at seven and a half that was an easy cash I took Detroit and Atlanta. I didn't learn my lesson. I'm the little kid who puts his hand on a burning hot stove 
And so what I do, I burnt my, I burnt my right hand two weeks ago. So last week I put my left hand on it because I, I'm not smart enough to have learned a lesson. Uh, the Lions and Falcons came nowhere near to covering 55 and a half. Uh, I got hit with that push juice as well. Uh, I took Pittsburgh and Tennessee. I got it late. I took the over 51. Tennessee has been hemorrhaging points. I think they've given up 30 points in just about every game or close to it this year. And I thought, man, I just saw a ragtag bunch of scrubs in the Philadelphia Eagles put up 31 points on this Pittsburgh defense. And I thought, man, Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill's been hot. You got Derrick Henry. Surely to God, if if Pittsburgh can put up 30, then Tennessee can put up, you know, 21 even against that great Pittsburgh defense. So, okay, okay. I'm like, okay. It's like at the halftime, I, th- I think it was like 30 or 32 points and uh, the- Pittsburgh's in field goal range and Big Ben makes a stupid pass and chucks it in the end zone and it gets intercepted. And that, that cost me three points. But then we get down to the to the end of the game. Pittsburgh's up three. It's 27-24. I'm like, this is perfect. Let's get that field goal in there. Nope. Ola uh, Goskowski went stoink, pulled it, and that game finished as a push for me at 51 points. And then my player props, the ones I covered with Matty Big Chest, the first one, Jared Goff, under 250 and a half passing yards. That was a win. Now, that was a sweat because he came out hot, and I was nervous because Jared Goff had not even passed for over 200 yards against this Bears defense the last two years. And thank God Sean McVay packed it away and ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball with the big lead late, and he finished with around 230. The one that I was very perplexed about, but it was an odd game. It was the snow game in Denver. Patrick Mahomes, his player prop was 22 and a half rushing yards. And I did my research. I didn't throw this out there willy-nilly. I, I did my research, and I had noticed that over his last nine games, including the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes has averaged 33 and a half rushing yards a game. Okay, there's a pro in his box, check. So then I looked over, and then Denver, in their two games before the Chiefs game, had given up 86 yards rushing to Sam Darnold and 76 yards rushing to Cam Newton. I'm thinking, well, man, Patrick Mahomes isn't as mobile as Cam Newton, but he's got to be more mobile than than Sam Darnold. So, hey, what the hell? I, I, I put some money on that, so my player props were a push. All in all... Uh, I was uh, four, two, and one on the season. That pushes my overall record to. I actually, I take that back. Excuse me. It was three, two, and one. It pushes my overall record to twenty-five, eighteen, and two. So that's about fifty-eight percent. And as uh, some of our favorite pro betters like to say, that will get you both a mansion and a yacht. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good long term. I, I just want to keep it up, man. I, I, I want. I've been hot. I want to stay hot. And uh, I think I'm ready to to put this behind us. Week seven's in the books. I'm ready to move on to week eight. How about you? Uh, I just want to touch on my player sure. props. Uh, so I, I dabbled in two props. Uh, they both were in the Dallas-Washington football team game. I went defensive touchdown from either – or defensive special teams touchdown at any point, which I felt like the process was right because there was even – a safety, not a touchdown. So I ultimately didn't win, but it was like plus plus 300, I think. So I threw a few bucks on it. And then my other was uh, C.D. Lamb's 
receptions over under was five and a half. And that guy has been peppered with targets over and over and over. And I think he finished with seven or eight receptions. So I won there. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll get to my, I, you know, my bookie doesn't have their player props out until the day of the game. But I'll talk about what I'll be looking for at some point later in today's show. Otherwise, week eight, let's rip. Week eight. It's my favorite week because it's the week that we're on. Um, we're going to jump into our live bets. Let me give you just one minute to talk about my bookie. You've referenced them a couple of times. That's the spot where Dr. Kyle and I get down. Mybookie.ag. Uh, this is the odds provider of the fabulous big bet and the sports betting site that we love the most, where they're offering a 100% sign up bonus up to a thousand bucks if you use the promo code DWZ Memphis at sign up. There's a minimum $45 deposit, but I mean, if they're willing to match you up to a grand, asking you to hit a minimum of 45 is not uh, a big deal. And we're going to help you, we're going to help you do, uh, do big things over there. So there's a link in the show description. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I've got to work with Maddie, our YouTube guru, to get the show links and all the sponsor links in the YouTube uh, as well. But for now, if you're listening in audio form, you can pause the podcast, go to the show description, and there's a hyperlink. You push the hyperlink, it takes you right to sign up on my bookie. Uh, promo code DWZ Memphis is pre populated. You get going. If you have any questions, because we've had a couple, we've had a couple of very intelligent, smart people have a couple of issues. Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT, he can help you answer. If it feels like there's a hoop, if there's a something to jump through, Dr. Kyle can help you out with that. Dr. Kyle, you uh, you figured all of it out pretty, pretty easy. And even though you're a doctor, you're not the smartest cat around. No, I'm definitely not the smartest doctor ever. Um, but you just have to be, you just have to pass to become a doctor. Um, so here I am with my degree, not in the kitchen, but somewhere else, uh, probably under a bed or in a closet because I live in New York city and there's only so much space for shit on the walls. Yeah. No, no kidding. And all you got to do is get past the initial sign up at mybookie.ag, And that's where, uh, Dr. Kyle, you did, you did hear him reference. He was a, uh, a citizen of the great state of New York and in New York city, um, Maybe he can help you if you live in an area like New York or New York City. Reach out to him. Uh, we can help you out. There's the hyperlink in the show sheet. Dr. Kyle, I'm going to give you the honors. It's kind of like a golf game. I'm going to give you the honor, sir. Give us a game that you like. Maybe that you're not betting yet or something you've got your uh, your eyeball on. All right. So I wasn't necessarily going to talk about this one until it became a thing in a group chat with a few buddies. We're always talking fantasy football, football, gambling, even stocks, news, and then shenanigans. Um, But right now, San Francisco is at Seattle, and Seattle is only giving two and a half. Um, I know Seattle hasn't been the best team to cover spreads to this point in the season, but you know, thinking about game script and narratives and uh, and motivation at this point, so Seattle came up, came off of a bit of a a bad beat heartbreaker Sunday night in Arizona, um, and I, I feel like they felt like they had that one. And Russ Wilson is still having an MVP type season. Pete Carroll is still a legend of a coach in Seattle, and San Francisco is coming off of a massive victory over New England and Bill Belichick. And so I feel like there's this 
overcorrection in the market that's happened this week. You know, obviously Vegas, they know what they're doing. I'll, I'll reiterate that over and over. I guess that would be a re-reiterate. Um, and I, you know, I think about where San Francisco is as a team right now. And Jimmy G, I believe it was uh, two weeks ago, he threw for something like 275 passing yards. And I think his average depth of target was under two yards. And I think over 230 yards came after the catch. So this San Francisco offense, yes, Kyle Shanahan is a scheme master. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to move the ball on the ground. He knows how to scheme, you know, his Brandon Ayuk's and Debo Samuels and George Kittles into open space. But, you know, I think about how this game could go. I feel like if San Francisco gets up, Seattle can come roaring back. But I feel like if Seattle gets up, San Francisco, I I don't see San Francisco as a shootout team. Um, You know, the best I think they can do is slow a game down with their running game, uh, but their defense is not what it's been in the past. They've given up points to, to, uh, you know, I don't have it up right now, but they haven't, they haven't been uh, as staunch on their defensive line as they have in the past. And for that reason, I've I've already put money on it because when it comes to uh, discussing things with your friends, I will put my money where my mouth is. And for that reason, I like Seattle laying two and a half to San Francisco in Seattle. Yeah, also, like, it's in Seattle. Like, two and a half points in Seattle. That, Vegas is more or less saying that San Francisco and Seattle are equal teams, and I feel like that's far from the case. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my first like. How do you feel about that? So, you're, make, make sure I got you correctly that you are laying the the points with the Seahawks. Yes. Uh, I see. I'm I'm in a disagreement. You know, Seattle. First of all, one of the number one things I, I hate betting on is a team that just played a full overtime, and that game came all the way down to the wire. It was a division game, tough game. Seattle traveled, and I know that the Niners traveled all the way to New England and back. So the travel thing could could be a bit of a wash. But if you go back and historically look at teams that play a full overtime, man, it, it's taxing. And I do agree that Seattle could can come back. But this San Francisco defense has looked really, really good the last couple of weeks. Now, there was the the misstep against the Dolphins, but they held the Rams in check. They held the uh, Patriots in check. So I, I don't know that I, I love it. Um, I would look to kind of avoid this game anyway. Uh, I, I think that I get the better coach in, in Shanahan. You get the better co- you, bet the, you get the better quarterback with the – Seattle Seahawks, and this game's this game in the line's pretty close to me, so I, I I'm not going to touch it personally, but I can understand. Uh, I just fear that um, the research has been done by the the pregame team, but Seattle has had something like thirty touchdowns and like only three field goals. That's like a like a ninety percent touchdown rate when the NFL average is like around sixty or sixty five. At some point, there's going to be some regression there to the mean, and all those touchdowns that they're scoring in Seattle are going to turn to field goals. And a lot of these covers that they've been able to pull off, I don't know. Um, so the, the uh, if this game was in San Francisco, I would be all over San Francisco. Uh, I don't like betting against Russell Wilson at home, so I'm just going to fade the game I- I- entirely. Uh, for, for me, my first uh, like of the week, and I've actually already bet this one too, uh, the New England Patriots at Buffalo Bills. 
I know that we're not supposed to bet against the hoodie. Uh, I'm actually wearing a very Bill Belichick-esque hoodie. It's got a little rip here in the neck. Um, I don't look quite as disheveled as Uncle Bill, but I, I think this is a motivation spot. And the one thing that I didn't like out of New England is if you just watch the game, and I'm not watching the All-22 and you know breaking down plays and there was a zone and this is a – no. I'm just looking at effort. When a Bill Belichick team does not bring effort on defense, I understand the offense is struggling. You know, people want to give Cam the pass of like like my co-host here. Well, Cam had COVID. Well, he was asymptomatic. If he's asymptomatic, he shouldn't have any lingering effects of COVID. So, but I'm not the doctor. He's the doctor. He can refute that here in in just a second. But I just don't think Cam's very good at football. Um, at least not anymore. Um, Tim Tebow was really good in that Josh McDaniels offense for a short sample size as well and then the more tape defensive coordinators got on them the less effective it was and if there's a worse set of skill weapons in the nfl than new england i would sure love you to try to you know point them out to me because in harry's a bust julian edelman has either quit or is just you know riding out the string and then there are no other weapons so i know that the buffalo bills just put up six field goals on the Jets, but I, I feel like that was a look-ahead spot. I feel like the Buffalo Bills were just trying to get the W against the Patriots and that they were looking ahead, excuse me, just trying to get the W against the Jets, looking ahead to this game because the Patriots are 2-4. and four. This puts them at 2-5, and five and it puts the Bills at, I believe, 6-2. and two. They don't have their bye. So they would be a full four games in the win column plus the tiebreaker over the Patriots. I'm not going to go as far as to say that gives them the division, but it certainly gives them a hell of a leg up. And I don't think Miami's a real threat currently at three and three. So I I add all that up. I look at the motivation. uh, I look at what seems to be a lack of motivation on the other side. And I would much rather get this. I will continue to shop it. And I will cash out my my three uh, and a half point bet, maybe give up a couple of cents to get down on this at three even. But I like Buffalo, Buffalo at home. Uh, I'm giving up the points against the Patriots. Am I nuts? Not nuts, Memphis. Uh, this is one where I looked at it and I was like, ooh, three and a half feels like like robbery thievery i mean um, I, I, know, I, I know rick flair said to be the man you got to beat the man and that's exactly the spot buffalo's in new england yeah. been the, been the man in that division for two decades and if buffalo wants to be the man i understand they have to go they have to beat the man but that that was uh i, I get that point as well yeah yeah no and again like the the buffalo bills organization has flipped this team beautifully in what feels like a very short period of time they were being steamrolled i think you know, uh, Josh Allen's rookie year or the year before, and we're only in his third year, correct? Um, and like you said, like the Bills were just trying to get through that Jets game. They knew they just needed to win. Again, unprecedented back-to-back weeks of only six days in between games. They played on a Tuesday, a Monday, and a Sunday, and now here they are. They get their full week before they play New England at home. Um, I just, you know, in my head, my thought process was, Bill Belichick losing four games in a row. I don't know if I have the cojones to bet that right now, but everything else 
says Bennett. Like you said, the, the weapons, they're, they, they have nothing on defense. You know, again, like there was this narrative last year with them that their defense was amazing. If you look at their first seven or eight games last year, it was Dolphins twice, Redskins, Giants, Jets twice. It was this. And then, you know, they were not exactly – as effective the second half of the year, you know, they didn't, they didn't go 16 and 0 and they started off so hot, especially their fantasy defense. Um, you know, we're not here to talk that, but they are um, a ghost on both sides of the ball of what they were a year ago, just a completely different identity. Yeah. Um, that, that might be a game I, I get in on this week. All right. What's your second lean? All right. So I'm going to talk two here because one has a bit of a contingency plan um, and the, the San Francisco Seattle, I just had to bring it up because it was a, a friendly discussion earlier. My first one is the Los Angeles chargers at Denver and the chargers are giving up three. Justin Herbert looks like the real deal and drew Locke looks like nothing at this point. I don't know if he's got lingering effects from his rotator cuff strain injury from a few weeks ago but Denver is not scoring points. Um, if this Chargers team continues to roll with the weapons they have, it doesn't even matter. It's They have a very next-man-up mentality on their offense. You know, it's Keenan Allen one week. It's Mike Williams another week. It's Jalen Guyton another week. Herbert slinging the ball downfield. It's Justin Jackson. It's Josh Kelly. And Denver, uh, if we look at Denver's points scored in each game, um, aside from putting up 37 against the Jets, surprise. Um, you know, they put up 21 against the Steelers, 14 against the Titans. Those are pre, pre-lock injury, 10 against the Bucs, 16 against the Chiefs, 18 against the Patriots. You're telling me that the Chargers aren't going to score, you know, 21, 24, 27 points to cover three? Um, I think I really like this Chargers team in Denver this week, giving up three. And then the other one, you know, this is uh, this might ruffle Jerry and uh, Maddie Big Chest's feathers a little bit. And again, this is my there. There's a contingency this game. Uh, Indianapolis is giving up two and a half in Detroit. They're coming off a bye, and Darius Leonard is potentially going to play this week. If Darius Leonard plays this week and the line stays at two and a half, I'm going to take Indianapolis. If Darius Leonard doesn't play and it stays at two and a half, I think I'm going to take Detroit at home. I think he's such an important cog in the wheel of that Indianapolis defense. You know, it looked so strong for the first few weeks and it's looked very pedestrian since. I think that's been a big part of it. Uh, So, yeah, those are my two, like the Chargers giving three to Denver in Denver and the Colts giving two and a half to Detroit pending Darius Leonard playing this week. All right, well, I'm going to roll this into the portion of the program that we forgot about what we learned from last week. The one thing that I learned from last week was the weather. Watch the weather. So one thing I really like about that Denver, now this is a bonus one for me as well, that I really like is the over in that game. The over in that game, I believe, is 49. I am pulling that up right now. As we speak, it's actually 44 and a half. I, I, I apologize. I misspoke. Let, let me read you what the Chargers defense has given up the last three weeks. They gave up 29 to the Jags, 
30 to the Saints and 38 to the Buccaneers. If that just holds true, and I get that the the Jags, I get that the Broncos offense is not going to be confused with the Saints or the Buccaneers, but it could be confused with the Jags. And we know that the way this offense is playing, and I've already checked the weather in Denver, and it's going to be 65 and sunny. Now, the only thing and the only person or persons less accurate than a weatherman are Twitter fantasy analysts. Only person less accurate than the weatherman. So this is one of those games where I will watch the weather, I'll watch the line, and I'm going to bet the over. I I think Denver can easily score 21 points, and I think that the Chargers can easily score 28. It feels very likely. So I I like the over in this game. Uh, I also have Pittsburgh plus four at Baltimore. And the reason why, I don't normally like getting involved in these games, but I went back and looked last year. The Ravens blew the the Steelers out in the week after Christmas, the 29th of December, beat them 28 to 10. But if you go back to the, it was in the middle of October, it was around this time, the Ravens beat them by three. And that was without Big Ben. That was with something called Duck Hodges and Devlin Hodges. And, a, and there might have been a Mason Rudolph in there. And I know that I'm getting Big Ben. I know these games are traditionally slugfests. They're street fights between the Steelers and the Ravens. And I ask myself this question. If I've got Big Ben, can Big Ben score points against this Ravens defense and get me back in the game? Sure he can. Do I see this game coming down to a field goal? Sure I do. Can I see Pittsburgh winning this game outright? Absolutely. But then I put the shoe on the other foot and I ask myself, what happens if the Ravens get down 10? Or the Ravens gets down 14. When the Ravens get down and Lamar's so far this year, the inability, going back to the playoffs last year even, Lamar's inability to lead these teams back from you know double-digit deficits, he's kind of like a turtle on his back. And that offense is in bad shape. So I see a lot more ways where this could go in favor of the Steelers than the, than the Ravens. So I'm getting over a field goal. Even if the Ravens win, I don't see them blowing the Steelers team out. So for that reason, I, I like and I w- will probably bet that game. But my big bet, I'm ready to roll. So, um, Dr. Kyle, you look like the kind of young man that is a youth growing up. You know, you had the Scholastic Book Fair. You, you maybe had a 10 spot in your pocket. Did you ever make your way over to the Choose Your Own Adventure books and and make those kind of uh books or read for you Memphis, i have goosebumps right now giving me all the feels choose your own adventure and I'll, i'm guilty i always would I'm like sure you would peek ahead mm, i don't know if i like this one you're I'll a shyster this one you're but a shyster. always i would go to the nassau public library not nassau long island nassau upstate nassau public library give me the choose your own adventures every day scholastic they came to the library at green meadow elementary school oh Let's let's hear it. Come on. You got my attention uh, right now. All right. So the over under in the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cleveland Browns is 52 and a half per mybookie.ag. Now let me give you some stats and then I'm going I'm going to blow your mind. Cleveland averages on offense 28.6 points a game. The Raiders average 28.5 points a game. That's 57.1 points per game combined on offense between these two teams. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's four and a half points more than this over-under already. Cleveland, on defense, gives up 31.6 points 
per game on defense. The Raiders give up 32.8. That's 64.4 points per game. These two teams give up on defense. It, it feels like it would be a slam dunk over the 52 and a half. Two capable offenses, two shitty defenses. W- what could be an easier slam dunk than this game over 52 and a half? The weather in Cleveland. It's supposed to be really cold. It's supposed to be really windy. And there's a 65% chance of rain. Now, rain in and of itself is not a huge detriment to scoring in most cases. But if you ask any pro gambler, you do any research on gambling over unders and wind, it already pushes them. It, it already pushes them toward the under. Uh, I can tell you that I got this uh, on mybookie.ag. I got it under 52 and a half and I laid 110. They had this exact same wager at the exact same time on DraftKings. You could get it under 52 and a half. You had to lay a dollar 40. So there was heavy juice to the under because the story of the wind is getting out. If you're hearing this and you're like, and you like this, get on this. Um, there's a similar situation in Green Bay, by the way, and they have a similar, uh, over under total. So for me, I'm going to watch this. I've already bet it under. But if for some reason the weatherman's wrong, again, not always the most accurate cat around, but if the weatherman's wrong and there isn't a huge wind gust up to 30 miles an hour, then I will, you know, cancel one bet and I'll move it to the over. As of right now, I wanted to get locked into this under because, you know, the weather forecast being what it is. And because of that, as of now, I am going under 52 and a half Raiders at Cleveland. What do you think, Dr. Kyle? It's a choose your own adventure. You have to wait to make a decision on this up until game time. I'm going to I'm going to give some credence to the weatherman and I'm going to go ahead and say under for now. Um that, that you did your research on that one. It's funny cuz as you did that, I had to do some research on my big bet and I pulled some some weather for my Houghton team's game. But uh you know, a quick aside as far as uh lessons learned um Oh my God, I completely lost my thought. I'm just going to go to my big bet and maybe my, my left. Oh yeah. So guys, here we are. Uh, we record this on Wednesday night. We're live on YouTube and we are trying to do our best to predict, project, understand games that are going to be played a number of days from now, three or four, I think four, three and a half. Um, that is not ideal. So you should listen to us, listen to us Thursday morning and look at what the numbers are on the platform you like to gamble on and then just monitor them because you don't always have to get in right away. They will move, uh, you know, different platforms talk about how the line will move a lot from Saturday night into Sunday because that's when a lot of the public likes to place their bets. Um, So, you know, Think about what you like between now and Sunday or love. It could, you know, it could be your mentally, your big bet or best bet. Um, but you don't have to tie yourself to it until, uh, until you're comfortable Sunday. Um, so that being said, my big bet, I'm sticking with the over-unders. And we have Tennessee at Cincinnati this week with an over-under of 53 and a half. And, you talked about Cleveland, and in my head I was like, oh, boy, how close are Cleveland and Cincinnati geographically? Because geography is not my thing. Uh, it does not look like it's going to be windy in Cincinnati. It looks like it's going to be Sunday. I'll balmy 50 degrees. 
Um, but that's very playable football weather. Uh, let's see. What have we seen from Tennessee so far this year? We've seen Tennessee put up 42, 24, 42, 31, 33, only 16. Uh, that There's a caveat for that one. That was in Denver. I remember going into week one. That was either a, a big bet or a bet we liked because we know that the Broncos do very well at home the first two weeks of the season. Um, so the Titans are scoring many points. They are also giving up many points. They've given up 27 to the Steelers, 36 to the Texans, uh, only 16 to the Bills. But if you remember, that is a COVID-adjusted schedule. So the Bills not necessarily prepared for that one. Also, Josh Allen, uh, I believe, was injured in non-throwing shoulder the week before. Gave up 30 to the Vikings, 30 to the Jaguars, and then again, 14 to the Broncos in the first week. Now let's scroll over to Cincinnati. Cincinnati just put up 34 against the Browns, 27 against the Colts, a dud against the Ravens, only three, 33 against the Jaguars, tied the Eagles at 23, 30 against the Browns in the first week, or the second week, and then only 13, rookie quarterback uh, in, in the first week. But again, have given up points, 31 to the Colts, 37 to the Browns, 27 to the Ravens. You, you see the trend here. Um, I very much feel like, I feel like this game could touch high 50s, 60 points. Um, you know, I'm going to give a, a shout out to my boy Seabat. We were talking about this earlier. He threw a random stat out there. Joe Burrow is only 5 for 27 or 5 for 28 on passing attempts into the end zone. Um, that sounds like a stat that is due for regression. This Cincinnati offense, I believe, you know, per, even sans Joe Mixon, uh, sans that's French for without, Sounds Joe Mixon is is buzzing enough where AJ Green's getting fed, Tyler Boyd's getting fed, T Higgins getting fed. Um, Drew Sample is is relevant. I don't think he's had a big week since the week uh, Uzoma went out. But Joe Burrow looks like he's able to navigate this offense. You know, I, I think you talked about some Joe Burrow stats. I'm not going to give out real information. There will be no. Um, I'm not going to give away what you guys talked about last night with Jerry, but I think this game has all the makings of we're put, putting a good offense against a good offense with a shitty defense against a shitty defense, though it's really a good offense against a shitty defense and a good offense against a shitty defense. Uh, and for all of those reasons, my fabulous big bet of the week is Tennessee and Cincinnati over 53 and a half. You uh, you make a very compelling case there, my friend. That was actually one that I looked at. I, I could wind up in action on that game as well. The only thing that makes me nervous, uh, one thing, I'll, I'll give you a pro and a con that I saw in this game. The pro is, is that Cincinnati is not going to quit trying to score no matter how far they're down. They got me a nice backdoor cover in the first game against uh, Cleveland on that Thursday night football, and they just don't quit. I'll give you another mini pro that – Tennessee allowed Jacksonville to score 30 points on them. So it's more than possible that, that, that Tennessee is going to do their part. Tennessee went to Indianapolis against what is now ranked the third ranked defense in the league and put up, you know, well into the twenties. It may have even touched 30 in that game. My only concern is that as the season gets later, I could see, uh, Mike Vrabel really wanting to ride the back of Derrick Henry, slow things down and not continue to expose players. I just don't, it's it's not college. They're not going to run the score up. But 
with the fact that they're playing Tennessee, who is a craptastic offense, I could see some quick scores. I could also see with Tennessee's, excuse me, with Cincinnati's offensive line being in such a wreck. I could see Burrow making an errant throw or a strip sack for a fumble that could either lead to a short field or some quick scores. So I don't hate that. That is all of our betting action. We're, we're going to jump into some quick DFS as we bring this one in for a landing. But before we do that, I want to make sure I give a shout out to our friends over at Hate Brand Goods. This is my favorite athletic apparel company. Um, obviously, I wear other brands too, but th- this is my t-shirt and short brand. I'm actually wearing the joggers right now. I'm not going to embarrass myself uh, and do like the twerk dance video that Dr. Kyle did last week in his goat shorts. But they have a, a new collection. It says inspiration is for amateurs, meaning you should already be inspired. You should be inspired to do great things. Um, it, it shouldn't be a prerequisite. If you're curious about the hate brand goods, I'm working real hard to get Matt, the owner and founder of the brand, on the show as a guest spot. Just to kind of go over uh, his career as a Highland Games athlete. He was a two-times world champion in the Highland Games. Uh, his brother actually played in the NFL did a stint with the Lions and the Finns. Just an all-around interesting guy, and I'm really proud to support the brand. So you can head over to The Hate. That's the H-V-I-I-I.com. That's the H and Roman numeral for eight. H-V-I-I-I, thehate.com. Check it out. If you see something you like, like the world-famous Kick Today in the Dick coffee mug, use promo code MEMPHIS at checkout. It'll save you some. Oh, look at this guy. He's got his Hate Brands water it's probably better you're drinking water this late at night as opposed to coffee doctor dr kyle that's rad I, i'm glad that you that you've got hooked up man let's talk some dfs i'm, I'm just gonna roll because i'm rolling uh, and i want to share another lesson learned the the difference in dfs between hero and zero is very very finite um i'll give you the lineup that i played i play one millimaker lineup a week i play on FanDuel. Because if I win their million dollars, it's not going to make me feel any better or worse than if I win the million on DraftKings. I just like I like FanDuel, everything, sportsbook, DFS better than I like DraftKings. Neither support the show. The show is supported by MyBookie.ag. They don't have a DFS option, at least not yet. Hello, my friends at MyBookie.ag. But man, last week I, I hit and I hit well. I had Antonio Gibson. I had Alvin Kamara. I had Calvin Ridley. I had Terry McLaren. I had TJ Hawkinson. I had the Washington defense. Those were all ones that I hit on. And even though I was kind of meh on Matt Stafford and Kareem Hunt, I mean, my that's literally eight of the, the, the nine plays that I had in my roster. And my one miss was Traquan Smith. I knew Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas was out with a, with a hamstring. I knew that Emmanuel Sanders was out with the COVID. And, and and that didn't leave a lot of options beyond beyond Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook. So, you know, I, I'd always been led to believe that it was Traquan Smith. It was actually Marquez Callaway. You know, it was it would have been as simple as flipping them, and I could have turned my Mr. Mincash into some serious cash. But that is the difference between being a hero and being a zero. I actually double mincashed late on Saturday. The fine folks at FanDuel sent me a free voucher for another Millie maker. And I was like, what the hell? I entered a very similar lineup and I, uh, I got seven bucks out of both of them. I guess that's, that's a min cash, but I had uh, very little invested 
and uh, I put some bucks in my pocket. So it wasn't what I wanted, but man, you know, you, you can't be meh on anything. You've got to, you've got to hit. And often, you know, there was the stat correction story that came out today that a guy lost a million dollars on Monday night over a stat correction. And, uh, you think you've got bad beats, mister or lady out there. You don't have a story. So Dr. Kyle, did, did you get in any DFS last week? Any, uh, trials and tribulations? So I didn't turn, uh, I didn't win any money. Uh, you know, but if we're, so, so my, my misses, Travis Kelsey was my chalk tight end. That was not so chalk that chiefs offense got up so quick that he didn't have to do anything. And then Mike Williams was one of my plays in, uh, for the chargers. And he was, uh, he wasn't even meh Williams. He was trash Williams. Uh, but if, if, you know, we're talking, so, so here's my, I guess a little bit more of a lesson. Trust your process because my process last week was I put Jalen Guyton into a lineup. I talked about my lineup on Fando last week. That lineup also involved an Aaron Jones that hadn't been ruled out of practice with a strained calf yet. So then come the reports that he wasn't going to be playing, I then moved him out of my lineup and, of course, didn't put Jamal Williams in, which also, uh, you know, I, I think I overthought. I think a lot of people moved to Jamal Williams and Giovanni Bernard. And I thought back to the the first week where Alexander Madison was playing for Dalvin Cook and he busted. And I just thought it was like, here's what everybody's going to be doing. I got to go against the grain. But in the process, it allowed more money in my flex. And I took Jalen Guyton guy to now uh so guys like it was chase claypool at one point i forget who it was the past week or two uh or two weeks ago and it was jalen Guyton this week like you know you gotta like you gotta scrape the bottom of the barrel find your uh find find your guy that is gonna potentially be a low percentage owned but just like big bang for your buck um and then on top of that like you know, I had, I had Herbert in the league look good. Uh, you know, I stacked him with Williams, unfortunately. Latavius Murray, I thought he was going to be something. Stafford was meh. I did have the Washington football team. They were my defense to own as a Cowboys fan. Um, so hoping to, you know, turn it around in the DFS game this week now that I feel like I got a little bit of a, a wrangle on the Vegas game. Had Ridley at least. Um, who you got this week, Memphis? Well, I, I just realized as I was preparing to cover what I have going on in DFS this week, I'm probably going to have to make some alterations. Uh, I, I wanted to get in on a high-scoring projected over-under game. that, And I had already done my research on the Cleveland and Raiders game. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this. Um, two crappy defenses, two teams that have scored. is like, this feels like a good one. I didn't want to go a Baker and a pass catcher stack. So I went with a cheap Derek Carr and uh, Darren Waller stack. I may or may not uh, move that. The Browns are 25th against the tight end, and tight end passes tend to be shorter, closer to the line of scrimmage, will be less impacted by wind and rain and what have you. So I, I may end up continuing to roll with that stack. I don't know, but I, I, you know, I got Jonathan Taylor in there. I like the fan duel half-point PPR format. Uh, Kareem Hunt. In that same game again, if I see high, if I see high scoring over unders, I want in. I, I absolutely want in. I saw what Leonard Fournette did in the passing game against this Oakland defense, or excuse me, 
Ra- the Las Vegas Raiders defense. I, I saw what his teammate Ronald Jones did, and if one guy is going to get most of that love, it could be a really, really good week for Kareem Hunt. Uh, Jonathan Taylor against those uh, Lions indoors up there in Detroit. No, no worry about that. And Detroit's 31st against the rush. This kid's had a full week off. Um, hopefully they, they have him more involved in the passing game. The one that's going to surprise you is I took DK Metcalf in that Seattle game. Uh, for whatever reason, it says that Seattle's fifth against the, the fantasy wide receiver. I, I really don't care. I think that, um, Vernette, I think that's his name, the, uh, the cornerback with the long drive. San Francisco. I think he'll be, I think he's a better matchup for, for Tyler Lockett. And I just see this being a, a Metcalf game. Not, I don't think he's quite to the point yet to where he can talk about, hey, I want to get fed because Lockett got fed last week. I just think Lockett will be much more likely to be neutralized by a better corner than DK. So, so for those reasons, I, I, I'm going to go him. Justin Jefferson at Green Bay. I see their stud uh, running back. I'm excuse me, their, their stud cornerback. Excuse me, Jair Alexander. I see him being more on Adam Thielen. So I, you know, he's been the hot hand and this is another game with a 53 and a half point over under. I may pivot from him if the wind is as bad as they say it's going to be in Green Bay. Again, I don't, I, I, this is not like an old school crock pot, guys. I don't set it and forget it. I don't set it and walk away from it and be like, okay, I'm done. I monitor this up until the, uh, the very end. Uh, I mentioned the, the fact that I think the Denver and KC game is going to be pretty, pretty decently scored. So I've got Keenan Allen in there with your man, Justin Herbert. I may end up pivoting to him at quarterback. And then I, I had to get cheap, right? I had to, I, we're, we're, you know, you're probably thinking, man, Memphis, how, how did you afford, you know, JT and, and Hunt and Metcalf and Jefferson and Keenan Allen and Waller? What, what are, are you working with a special budget? Are, are you working with a, with a LA Rams salary cap here? I'm actually not. Uh, I took Marquez Valdez Scantling again. I, I set this before I looked at the weather. I feel like he's due and. Uh, in a high-scoring game, and all four of the Minnesota quarterback cornerbacks or the backfield, the secondary of the Vikings is banged up right now. So um, it feels like a couple of bombs to Scantling could be in order. Again, I'm going to have to adjust this entire thing based on weather. But I'm going to stick with my philosophy. I'm going to continue to find the games with the highest over-unders, and I'm going to continue to plug players in. Um I'm, I'm going to factor in quarterback. I'm going to factor in head coach. I'm going to you know try to think through what the game script looks like. And um, one of these days, I'm going to try to get the just the right combination. I'm going to win a million bucks. And you're going to see this thing hosted by Jerry and Dr. Kyle. But Dr. Kyle, uh, what's your lineup look like? Okay, so uh, my you, you know I talked about my my fabulous big bet was the over in in Cincinnati with Tennessee, and I'm going you know. I, I thought about so I thought about going with a, a Joe Burrow stack. I also thought about a Herbert Keenan Allen stack, but for now, at least my one lineup that I've set so far, I've got four Tennessee Titans. I got Tannehill, Derrick Henry is the half point PPR like you alluded to, and AJ Brown and John o. Smith. Um, and then on top of that, so Tyler Boyd is my one Cincinnati Bengals player, and then I squeezed in Clyde Edwards Hilaire against the Jets. I feel like both Le'Veon Bell and uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will get their touches in this game where, you know, the spread is 20 points, but the over-under is still 49. So they are projecting the um, the Chiefs to score, what is that, like 
30 points, 30, 35 points, somewhere in the 30 to 35 range. Um, and then I'm going with a couple of probably lesser owned guys this week. I've got Brendan Ayuk. I think Debo Samuel will be out. I think we're looking at a questionable backfield in San Francisco. Seattle isn't great on defense. We know that. Uh, so I think Brendan Ayuk could see one of his best games of the year. And then with Odell Beckham going down in Cleveland, I've got Donovan Peoples-Jones as my flex this week. And then I'm going with the L.A. Chargers defense against a Drew Locke offense that has looked less than stellar most weeks this year. He's turned the ball over. He's looking inaccurate. Um, and they're they're relatively cheap in a week that I feel like uh, I feel like we have a lot of lower or over unders this week and some closer spreads than weeks past. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at with my DFS. And of course, as things come out, you know, there was a lot of like scrolling through the the running backs, especially. You know, the San Francisco backfield looks wishy-washy. The Green Bay Packers backfield looks wishy-washy. The uh, the Seahawks, the 49ers, um, you know, there's, there's a number of backfields right now where it's hard to set a lineup without waking up Sunday morning going, okay, who's, who's really going to get the touches? If you take anything away from Dr. Kyle and I t- today on this podcast or if you're watching live on YouTube and all the people – and when I say all, I mean wow. Like I can see the number of people watching, and uh, I, I'm very grateful. So, so thank you for those that that jumped on and watch either via Twitter or YouTube. But if you take anything away from this broadcast, anything at all, is you can't set it and forget it. You know, like, and you brought up a great point. I'm like, man, that's a great point. If I wake up Sunday and Joe Mixon's out, I'm I'm plugging in cheap Giovanni Bernard in a shootout. Double that if the weather's bad. Short passes, checkdowns. Joe Burrow, he's throwing the ball. I, I mentioned this uh, on a different podcast. Joe Burrow is checking, not checking the ball. He's throwing the ball 49 times a game, 49 times a game. You know, there's a reason why even Joe Mixon, who's missed a game, is still in the top of yards from scrimmage. And God God bless Joe Burrow because Zach Taylor's an idiot. He, he was getting Joe Mixon involved in the passing game which means Giovanni Bernard would be involved in the passing game. You just mentioned Jamal Williams. I had him in my my free voucher DFS contest last week. Um, you, you nailed it, you know, because when you can get a cheap Jamal Williams in there that you know is going to get good volume, when you can get cheap Giovanni Bernard in there who you know is going to get good volume. So you can start monkeying around with your, with your rosters and building some. And I, I know some of you build many, many rosters. I build one or two. This is a, a newfound hobby of mine because uh, it's. let's be honest, when you play in 17 Dynasty and Redraft Leagues, you have a lot of lineups to set as it is. So what the hell, let's throw on I, – I couldn't never possibly throw on 8, 10, 12, 15 entries into a Millie Maker. So, Doc, you got anything else for these people before we get them out of here and get them on about their day or evening? Nope, that's it. Okay. Okay, well, Dr. Kyle wants me to remind you that you can find him on Twitter at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And if you have any questions about how to get your mybookie.ag account hooked up and any workarounds you might need, he's a doctor. He uh, he can make DM house calls. And I am your affable host. I am Memphis. You can find me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And I know a lot of you people do not dip a toe, especially during an election year in the cesspool that is social media. 
Cool. You got any questions, you can hit me up via Gmail. You can hit me at dynastywarzone at gmail.com. If you have a question specifically for the doc, I'll forward it to him as his personal email so that he gets that and he can help you out. And subscribe. Subscribe notifications on. You'll never miss a show. Six, seven shows a week. So much free content. You know, we just ask you to to subscribe here, notifications on. And if you're a podcast consumer, man, hit pause, go in and leave us a five star. And here's the thing. If you listened to Wednesday's Dynasty Warzone, you know we're answering trades. You leave us a five star. You put your trade in the comments. Jerry and I spent a good six to eight minutes covering this, this gent's question on the Wednesday Dynasty Warzone podcast. It was a great time. We want to help you out. Five star reviews notifications, subscribing everywhere, anywhere. We appreciate you so much. But on half of that, man, his name is Dr. Kyle. I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Fabulous Big Bet, we want to remind you that money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll see you next week for a week nine preview. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football couple months back i joined the patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level and i'll tell you what well let's just say there's writer downers for days in the patreon the member you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show you also get access to memphis and jerry for one-on-one advice personal dynasty dilemmas they'll tackle them for you help you out with it you just don't get that anywhere else but i'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat thousand dollars for cool g as we call it back home are you at liberty to play for that stamp would you prefer to play for smiles